I pulled out this this needle of what did you nickname this one? Oh, this is the orangutan. Orangutan. <laughs> so we've got pigeon and the orangutan. So the orangutan needle. Holy moly. This bad boy is thick. It's like twice as thick as the other one. Oh, and it's, that, it's actually it. Got, it is it not. Is, it's like you can actually see that it's whole. Like you could see into it. I feel it. like it's I, like a I did not see that. I I know you I know you've said that a few times. Now, it is like I this uh, people were gonna be like, oh, she's so dramatic, but I swear, I myself literally am a little bit scarred. Hey, I'm Haley and I'm Fiona, and, and welcome, welcome to, to What the IVF episode six. Sorry, I just thought I'd sing it for something different. <laughs> and I can tell you really enjoyed it. Oh, I always enjoy the soft, soothing tones of your singing voice. Thank you. And speaking of thank you, thank you, everybody, for your support. Yes, thank you, everyone, for all the interaction, all the all messages. The yes, all the love. All the reviews, we're still reading them. Dawn French hasn't shown her head again, unfortunately. We're still, still waiting for a follow-up. <laughs> still waiting for Dawny to reach out. <laughs> that's, that's okay. <laughs> we'll just take the one. It's all right. Uh, we are going to go through a couple more questions. Um, we've had plenty, so many questions. People asking us, you know, about our journey, about journeys just in general, about IVF journeys in general. But obviously we'll go through the ones that we can answer for our journey. And yes. honey, I'll let you take away the first one. Okay. Well, we had a question about how do we deal with the hard times? Sad one to start with. It is yeah. tough. It is tough. I mean. Wine. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, that wine is her help. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is helpful. I even had the, the nurse on the phone say to me, make sure you go home and have some wine. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to have a bottle, honey. <laughs> 100%. But I think as well, you Sup- know. Family support. It, family support. But also as awful as this sounds, like I guess you you can't dwell on the the tough times too much. Like it's almost like you kind of – have to try and process it and just pick yourself up, shake it off and, you know, gear up to keep pushing forward. Because if if you keep dwelling on it, like, oh, my gosh, because it just can really – It can really take over you. Take over, yeah. Like it's, it's a struggle but it's really just important to try and, yeah, stay, move forward, pick yourself up, you know – Practice some positive affirmations, as I always say. Like, yeah, you do love yourself, your affirmations, don't you? Yeah, get yourself, you know, back on track and, you know, fighting fit and move forward. It is it's definitely hard. It's just – and look, this is all easier, much easier said than done. Um, but obviously we're answering the question in a way that we know how we pick ourselves up. And, you know, it, you well, know I, I always have a good cry. I think, it, you know, it's important yeah, let it to, out. like, let it out. I'm not – I'm actually not much of a crier, so yeah. I'm sort of – She's cold-hearted. I am not. <laughs> I just – I'm Ice that, queen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just one of those people that – processes things in silence as opposed to wailing but well I don't wail but I just you know I take a moment yeah no you do you take a moment and that's fine everyone processes grief differently and um yeah for me I just sort of I mean I love going for a run it sounds weird I just love going for a run and and letting my you know sort of like my energy it's it's like I'm pounding the pavement pounding my feelings out that's how I kind of deal with it you have a little cry and yeah. you know and then we pick ourselves up again and and keep on keeping on yeah 
you know, that's that's the way that we roll and, you know, that could be some advice for you guys out there. If you want to give pounding the pavement a go, go for it. Wine, like, definitely. Wine, definitely. <laughs> like we say, we are no, not experts at all in any of this. No, we're just sharing our experience and hope it helps you in yours. And second question for today is, is IUI worthwhile because I've never heard of a success story? And um, that was the question itself. The person said, I've never heard of a success story. I have to say I am yet to hear of a success story through IUI. I've actually heard of success success stories at home doing turkey basting, um, yes. which – you know, if you haven't caught up on our episodes, we didn't have success and it was just an all-round awkward experience. But um, but is IUI worthwhile, do you think, hun? Well, I was speaking to someone today, funnily enough, at my gym and they were saying that one of the other ladies at the gym fell pregnant first go. On IUI? IUI. Oh, so Lucky. I know. So interesting that this question came up. But, I mean, it, I, it's rare, I think, that I mean look it's rare to us we have not heard of that many IUI success stories but you you do if you want to get the Medicare rebate you have to well it, for our clinic we had to go through they said we had to go I, through I three feel, I feel like IUI would potentially be a bit pointless for a straight couple because they've obviously gone through the whole like they're trying naturally. they're trying naturally so IUI wouldn't really be it's just a scientific version of trying naturally I guess yeah so I guess that would be ruled out for well, I don't for know because then because they're couple? boosting them with the drugs and hormones I don't know well, I mean I don't know I don't think they have to go through IUI. that I think they just go straight into IVF because they've been trying naturally they've deemed Infertile. You know, not always well, struggled in struggle. Struggled. Yeah. 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 Well, look, like we say, we're not, not experts, experts in all the areas, but for us, we haven't heard of that many success stories in IUI as a same sex couple. Um, but like I said before, you, you kind I think in most clinics, you have to go through a, few, a rounds. few rounds before you can get the Medicare rebate. So whether or not it's worthwhile or not, isn't really a decision. I think yeah. that's in your hands if you want to get that rebate. So that's that. Now, taking a look back on the last episode, if you haven't caught up on that, we actually went through the two week wait. Ugh. Yes. The two-week wait, two the two week. WW or the TWW, the, there are a million acronyms and I'm not going through them all. It would We'd be here for a <laughs> lifetime. But we went through, you know, testing positive, you know, testing night and day and whatever else. All the tests that I took. All the tests, all the tests yeah. you know. Uh, Fee found out she is finding it very a very lonely experience and decided to share that on social media and yes. share the Sorry, fact that once we again. <laughs> share the fact that we're going through fertility treatment on social media without telling her wifey to be. But that is okay because I love you. Oh, and thanks. like you said, you were struggling with loneliness and, and it helped in the end. So whatever works, I'm all for it. But uh, unfortunately, spoiler alert, we are not pregnant. Bum, bum, bum. But we uh, we have picked ourselves up and pick, picked ourselves up. That makes sense. Yep. Picked, we, yep. 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 We have picked ourselves up and we are now entering the month of happiness. And my love, you dubbed it the month of happiness. And why 
is that? Well, firstly, um, uh, I was actually told that I needed to, we, well, I needed to take, let's be honest, it's all about you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was told, I went and saw my acupuncturist, Jeff, and he, he just, yeah, he's great. And he advised me that he thinks it would be a good idea for me to take a month off. He, he basically the terminology he used was it doesn't really matter how many embryos we threw at my uterus right now. Um, Is that what he said? Well, maybe not. Maybe that's the interpretation that I got from what he said. He probably I just feel said like you're not quite ready, and you're going. <laughs> he said I'm infertile. No, he just said, and he needs some time. I need some time, and also he just said for my mindset as well. Um, I, I guess I came out of um, the last two weeks. The two weeks in a pretty. True, oh, just in a really bad mental state, I guess. Like I was feeling fragile, pretty. I guess. Yeah, I was quite. That's that's a good word. Fragile. I'll use that word. That's nice because that's. Yeah, I was pretty fragile. I was feeling a little bit broken, to be honest. Yeah, I think, and you, I mean, not that you looked it, but you definitely gave off that sort of. Um, you never, you know, you've. I could tell that you were flat. Yeah, it was just a bit shaky. So, um, he suggested um, that we take a month off and really for me to try and really focus on filling myself with positivity and joy joy and happiness and cake and cake (laughs) it included lots of cake it did include so random what a random thing to want I'm just not a cake person you know it's just one of those things like I on a general daily basis I just don't eat I don't really eat sweets we don't buy a lot of sweets. It's so rare for yep. us to kind of. And why is that, dear? Dear, because if it's there, I'll eat it. So exactly. there's no point in having it there. I feel like it's such a cruel um, solution to what a, what the problem is. We can't have chocolate full stop because you will eat it. Like, so yes. I don't get it at all. Yes. You get it on occasion if it's like a treat. But anyway, <laughs> we digress. Like a dog. <laughs> we, 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 or you can buy it and just hide it. That's the other solution. We've tried. I've tried. Let's be honest. You found well, you it. You don't hide it very well, and you like. You really need to work on your hiding skills because I hid it at the top of the cupboard. At I'm the back. twice as tall as you, so I clearly could see it's in that cupboard. Bit, it's an exaggeration. You're a, a solid maybe ten centimeters taller than me. I don't know about that. I'm pretty tall. Whatever. Classified as a giant in some countries. <laughs> 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 anyway, so. But basically, um, the I, month of happiness. The month of happiness. So, th- you know, things like having a piece of cake. Normally, I would just not really do. But I was like, you know, cake sometimes makes me feel good, and sometimes a piece of chocolate does, and maybe sometimes some ice cream does. So there was probably a lot more. Um, I was always indulging. Uh, indulging in ter- in terms of like treats and stuff like that that I probably wouldn't normally do, but. And as well, I would not allow myself to feel any guilt around them, which sometimes I do feel after I've indulged. So it was just kind of enjoying life's bounty and <laughs> to its full. I, I think like one of the – But also eating a balanced diet on the side. Of course, we eat a balanced diet. Yeah. I mean, you're allowed to indulge and have a balanced diet at the same time. We just balanced more on the side of sweets. Oh, and, well, we may have included a few wine and cheese nights in that absolutely as well. or we have our weekly willis wine and cheese night with the rents anyway so yes. we were just allowed to indulge in those for a few weeks and which i was, was great no i figure that once i'm pregnant i won't be able to eat blue cheese and blue cheese is my favorite Ugh. 
your mother and I have that in common. We love a good We have a lot of things in common. It's really, really scary. (laughs) I know. We went out to dinner the other night and I literally got out of the car and Shaz was wearing wide leg pants and with a flare. With a with yeah, well wide leg like they're not flares, but wide leg pants. Oh sorry. And a jacket and a pearl earring. And I was wearing the exact same thing. And I got out of the car and nearly saw them. And looked at them both and was like... She's in constant fear that she's marrying her mother. Well, I, I feel like I don't need to be in fear. It's like written on the walls basically now. <laughs> it's written in front of me. It's there in front of me. I'm marrying my mother. She is the most incredible human and I feel joy to be anything like her. So oh, Shaz will be flattered. She'll have this episode on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. But it was anyway. look, it was um it was a good you know, it was probably my favourite part of this journey so far, to be honest, because it was you, you kind of got back to yourself. You was weren't so much in your head. You, yeah. But the whole, like you I think, you know, um the whole point of you doing this month of happiness and the whole which I think was I mean, Jeff did, I guess, um he he suggested it, but it's mainly come back down to the fact that you were suffering from a lot of um, anxiety. Yeah. Which um, which I've suffered from for years, but it obviously gets worse in time. Anxiety is crippling. Like it is yeah. – it's one of those things that everyone – I find more people in this day and age suffer, suffer from it um, in all different shapes and forms, but it can be so crippling if you don't do something about it. Yeah. And the simple things like this month of happiness – is a way to curb the anxiety yeah. from completely taking hold of you, which I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah. You well, know? We was, I was kind of really just kind of thinking about all the stuff that I've done in my past and that makes me happy, like going for big walks along the water and the beach and um, yoga. I used to do a lot of yoga and for some reason I've kind of – had fallen off the yoga bandwagon. I was doing a lot when I was living overseas and really used to love it. So we have gotten back into a little bit of hot yoga. Obviously, I think when we do our next transfer, we won't. I won't be able to do the hot yoga. We'll still do yoga though. Yeah, we'll still do some yoga. It's been – it was an experience. Yeah, I don't know why we put ourselves at the front of the class. What were we that thinking? That was your choice. That well, was I, sort so of, I don't know. I was really awkward. We walked into the room and I just I just found a spot because, you know, social distancing and all that, they have lines where you're supposed to go and they were the last two lines next to each other and they're at the front of the class. And – Mind you, it was not even – I used to do Bikram yoga and I'm like a bit of a sweaty person. I'll just divulge this information. Like I walk into one of those rooms like – and this was not even hot, hot. It was just like what, 20, 25 degrees. 25 degrees. I walked in there and I literally broke into deep top lip sweat straight away, instant. So within I like – basically shivering. <laughs> I know. Within the first like five minutes of like just doing the warm-up kind of stretching, I am – dripping profusely I literally had to had to like put my towel on my mat before I slid off it at several points because I just I just sweat so much like I just don't know what is wrong with me and then I look across at you some people aren't and you're not even haven't even broken a sweat I mean to be fair the class hadn't even started Like we hadn't even done a stretch yet. <laughs> I looked over you, top lip sweat, back neck sweat. I was dripping yep. everywhere. Like it's bad. It's quite I, a scene. <laughs> I've got to think if, if I'm in a closed in, in space and there's it's humid, like 
when I was living in London, I'd get into the tube. Oh my goodness. Because you'd come from like cold, outside cold London air and you'd be like all rugged up and then you'd hop into the tube and then the doors would close and it would just be stifling, sticky, warm oh, air. Gross. My body would just start during and my friends would be like, um, you've got sweat dripping down the back of your neck. Like, you just, you are a treat. I am. I know. I know. And you ringed it. I did. That I did. <laughs> it's for life. Um, yes. So we did some yoga and then I was talking to a friend actually who I was working with. I Well, I work with, well, before COVID, I was working with down in Melbourne and they're a same-sex couple and they'd been trying for quite some time to fall pregnant and I got a text message announcing that they've actually fallen, which is amazing because they'd been trying for for some time and and I was like, oh, my gosh. Obviously, the question everyone asks, what have you done? What have you been doing? Like, how did you do it? What's the secret? How do we avoid spending tens of thousands of dollars (laughs) trying, basically? And – you know, same thing that everyone says, like you have to – like she said, acupuncture. She – she yeah, tick. She did some hypnotherapy um, and she That's said – you mum know, had. Mum had that. She had that to quit chocolate. Yeah. And, and it, it worked. worked. She hasn't touched chocolate for 20 years. I know. It, I, I'm like, I need that. <laughs> but no, apparently – Don't she, take it out of your life though. It's great. She can't remember who the person was she saw. I oh, was like, That's probably amazing. dead. It was that long ago. Mm, yeah I don't know but she's managed to do it like if you give Sharon anything with chocolate she won't touch it it's chocolate but then she'll she'll buy copious amounts of chocolate for everyone else in the house so you go there and there's just chocolate so it's like she's like she gets a kick out of now feeding people chocolate it's a bit weird (laughs) but um it's Shaz yeah so your friend went through hypnotherapy. Yeah, but she was – well, her biggest part of advice was, you know, don't think about it, de-stress, oh, like really get relax. your mind out of it. Yeah, like so everybody I was says. Like, I started looking up hypnotherapy and I was like, oh, I really don't know if that's for me. But then I sort of was Googling a bit more and I found kinesiology and I didn't know a lot about it. I still at this point don't really know that much about it but I thought what what the heck I'm gonna go I'm gonna give oh, it a is crack that, so you didn't actually you'd never done it before no for this no ah oh, I didn't know that yeah and so what it just came it came about through this random like you were just googling and I thought, was googling like stress anxiety release and yeah. stuff like that and it was kind of one of the things that sort of popped up and I thought why not give it yeah. a crack yeah sure and so I went and had a session kinesiology and yeah it it was interesting like it was actually amazing the things that she brought up that really resonated with the way I'm feeling and and way and what's causing me anxiety and the way she sort of was able to kind of pinpoint by what it was it was just it was I I still get so tongue-tied talking about it because it is so amazing but part of me still is like, is it real? Like, it's just so bizarre. But I'm like, how did she come to that conclusion and get it so right without it being real? But um, so basically it works on working through your energy and your arm is basically a gear stick is the only way to describe it. And she just kind of like taps on your arm. Doesn't sound weird at all. (laughs) But I actually did a little recording post the session 
because that's going to be to a lot. To capture the true reaction and, and feeling of kinesiology. Yeah. I, well, in all honesty, I did my recording straight after the session and I was so shook by the whole thing. Like I was – you just exhausted but you're so frazzled after it that I actually drove straight out into the middle of an intersection. I missed a stop sign and nearly had a – collision so you just, that's just I cannot believe you did that that is just well, that stresses me out so much well it, it, I mean obviously it wasn't on purpose but um I was f- pretty frazzled I'm not gonna lie but I have a recording so have a listen and you can make up your own mind how you feel about kinesiology I don't know what I'm feeling right now like honestly I don't know if that was an incredible experience or it was actually like just <laughs> rubbish. I don't know. I'm Why? so confused. Like there were tears, there was everything. I don't <laughs> so, so have you had kinesiology? No. Okay. I so. know that it, they like, it's all about like sensing thing, emotions in your body and stuff like that. But yeah. like digging into like why? Yeah. I just didn't know what to expect. And um, like I got in there and, we started and she tried to start and she's like, oh, you're very dehydrated. So she made me drink like – she kept giving me a glass of water and then going, oh, you're still dehydrated. And I had to drink like three and a half glasses of water before we could start, which I found bizarre in itself. But you were thirsty before you left. Like I remember you sculled a glass of water beforehand. But that's what I mean. Like I'd already ha- – I said to her, I was like, oh, I just like had a big glass of water before I came. But okay, I'll just – I mean, who can have too much water? You know, yeah. you can never have too much water. Yeah. And then I kind of went in there and, and said that I'm here about um, anxiety relating to fertility and, you know, told her about our journey and where we're at. And um, and then so we started and she uh, – so you set like a – like a what's it called? A timer or – No, like a, a phrase that you like kind of work around. So we were uh, – mine was – uh, I now make being present a priority and I am going, I'm going to have a healthy, happy, beautiful baby. And that was the original one. And then she kind of starts working off that. But then uh, she just kept, it was just such a weird thing. Like my arm was literally a gear stick, like in it, like it felt like, cause she just, she puts your elbow like the, like, up in the air and then just kind of like pushes on your hand and you have to resist. And it's all about kind of resisting her when she push, pushes on you in different areas. And, um, and then she was like, Oh, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of stress. So, um, my self-worth, she was like saying there's something here with self-worth. Is it self-worth to do with, to do with yourself? Is it self-worth to do it from your partner? Is it, where's it, where's it coming from? And just like, she sort of talks to herself and you just sort of lie there as she kind of just babbles away to herself and like puts pressure on your hand. And then and she's, it kind of came out that I'm feeling a lot of pressure, external pressure about falling pregnant from like you and your family, which is like ridiculous, like, because it's ridiculous, but apparently that's a bit of a blockage I have. Like it's, it's affecting me, like external pressure the, to fall pregnant. I was like, oh my gosh, okay. So, and it's nothing you're doing. It's just what I'm feeling. And then obviously with my work, um, everything's just kind of all up in the air. And 
yeah, that that stresses me out as well because you just with what I do, obviously, it's yeah. not like and obviously comparing yourself on Instagram and stuff like that. Well, you are going to absolutely froth oh, about. Good. I cannot wait about. I cannot wait. This is gonna. I think this is gonna make my day. <laughs> so basically, she's she was yeah. It all kind of because she keeps like throwing things out there and then like boiling it down to different things. And she's like, you know, there's. Um, there's factors that are like external factors that are causing you really, um, a lot of anxiety and stress and, but they're distractions and, and she's like, Oh, it's work related. And I was like, ah, my phone. And she's like, yeah, that's, that's it. That's causing you so much stress and anxiety. She's like, okay. And I said, Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) I was like, my God, Haley's going to love this. So she's like, you, we ca- the conclusion of it was I really need to put into, ba- into place boundaries around my phone time. I, ha- I can't believe that like I have told you this and you've just paid money to, to have someone tell you the same thing. I know, but I don't know. I mean, obviously she dug deeper and found yeah. that you're facing other things. But oh my God, this is like music to my ears. Of course your phone causes you stress. You're permanently on it. Well, anyway, I've actually, do you know what I've actually thought about in my head? Like sometimes I envision getting a hammer and smashing your phone. <laughs> like that's what gets me off. It's like thinking when you, when your phone, you've got your phone. Sometimes I just picture taking it, getting well, a look, hammer and breaking it. A, a bonus from, from this whole thing is it's put, it's put a few things into perspective for me. I guess it's just highlighted a few things in my life. Being present is obviously quite massive and it's really tricky for me to be present because I'm sort of left alone in my own head a lot Mm. um but yeah the phone thing I think is quite interesting I guess what I need to do is um like set like say three hours in the morning for me to get all my stuff done yeah and then put phone away yeah and then I can check back in in like for like an hour in the afternoon get more work done and then just put it away and then outside of that, just do not touch my phone. I just feel exhausted after that. I just, it's just the strangest thing. I just, I don't know whether, I don't know if it was like amazing or if it was crazy. I just can't tell. Well, you probably, you probably are exhausted because they dig into so much emotion. Yeah. I mean, I cried. A lot? A little. What's a little? Oh, I just started crying. No, I just cried when they brought up about like the pressures of falling pregnant, basically. Did and she go into that a bit? Like, yeah. Is oh there no, she said. I can do to help. With that well, no, she said that. Um, she brought up, which is I hadn't really thought about it, but she said you, you're pes- pessimism, pessimistic. Pessimistic, yeah. And she's like, that's coming up quite a bit, and I was like, hmm. I said, I guess that's surrounding the fertility. Yeah. I. Yeah, do can. look at it in that sort of light because yeah, I said I get too scared to be really positive and and be put it out there like I am pregnant you know yeah. in case I'm not and then you know that just just to like guard myself I guess so after hearing me in a quite yeah frazzled state frazzled state um, in sum, you paid 160 odd dollars to have someone tell you that you should spend less time on your phone. 
something yeah, that I've was, been telling you probably for. I mean, that's probably what you would love the most out of that. That was one thing she's sort of. I said. think. Look, it's. I think. Well, it's obviously a big point that came out of it, but it's so true. Like you are consumed by your phone. Well, yes, but no, but yes. I mean, it is my work. A lot of my work comes through my phone. Well, that and like, I guess. Well, how did she tell you to to? She deal just with said that? you need to kind of, um, like allocate phone time, which does make sense, and I think it's quite a positive thing. Like, I actually need to just kind of allocate morning time. Do you think you've done that? I think, in all honesty, over the last couple of days, I have actively tried to have a lot more phone-free time. That's like pretty big. I will get on in the morning, do my stuff, answer emails and then it's like, okay, phone off. I'm going to clean the house, do the laundry, you know, go f- go train, go for a walk, whatever it might be yeah. and actively not be on it because mm. I feel like there – obviously I do work from my phone. It is a given – it's not like I have a job where I like you where I go to an office and sit in front of a computer. My phone – I have to sit and answer emails, respond to queries for social media. I have to respond to my agent. Like the I life bu- of an influencer. <laughs> I don't. Influencer? I don't like that word. Influencer or influenza. <laughs> I hate that word. I I like to call myself a model. I'll I'll do. I'll take that one. Oh, I just call you an influencer. Okay. Anyway, what she said, like a lot of it, was really quite good so do you think what do you think you can do you think he came out of it I mean obviously you sound frazzled in you know post the recording straight away but do you think like you said you've actively put your phone down which again I could have could have told you for free but aside from that piece of advice delving into did she delve into any issues that you didn't see coming Oh, I mean, she, the the thing we worked on was like, I really need to be more present because obviously if you think like anxiety itself is what is worrying about the future and Mm. depression is worrying about the past. And so for me, obviously my anxiety is worrying about stuff that's, that's, that hasn't even happened. That hasn't even happened. So it's, she's like, you, you really need to try and still your mind and bring it to the present. Mm. And so to do that and it, it makes so much sense and it brings back to like my month of happiness, like all the stuff that I was doing, like cooking and, you know, gardening and yoga. More gardening. And going for walks. Well, I mean, walking, I can think about stuff, but it's stuff that actually engages your mind in the current moment so you're present mm. and that's really important. And I guess because I don't work every day, like when you're at work, you're at work so you're in the present moment. Yeah. I don't have that every day. Like there are days when, you know, well, during COVID and we're still kind of a little bit COVID-y times, work isn't for me every day. So there's yeah. a lot of time when I'm not engaged in the present moment and my mind is able to yeah g- escape that. So I should have given you more things to do for the wedding. We've got <laughs> got a thousand things to tick off the list. Well, that's, but that's dis- one, actually that's one of the things you did do was choose the flowers, the florals for our wedding. That I was did. part of the happy month. It took yes. you about two weeks, so I won't be giving you any more chores. <laughs> and I've spent a fortune. <laughs> we will not be able to afford and any more It makes more sense fertility. because we're getting, we're getting married in a garden. Why not spend a fortune on flowers? <laughs> uh, no, I did cut I cut it down a lot because yeah, it was getting a bit, bit out of – bit ridiculous. I think you just mentioned the word wedding and people go, cha-ching. Yep, they do. 
that yeah. they do. It was a good month for happiness though. And, it, and it was. you know, like you said, do you think, like I said, um, you know, you, you feel like the kinesiology was worthwhile? And I do. I think it was really good. And, you know, I just think that doing little things like that, I guess it just brings if it if it if I was able to walk away which I was with like three or four things that she brought to light that I might need to work on that might help me be more present and things and feel better so it was worth it and I think feel like I took that away cool so tick to kinesiology it is a bit weird but tick (laughs) give it a crack why not (laughs) everyone does something different you know everyone tries something different so yeah do whatever you want to do it's just that's one of the things. I don't think there's any right way or no. wrong way. It's just do you. Just do yeah. whatever works for you, you know, chug along and it's your journey. Yeah. So we then came to the end of the month of happiness and I obviously got my period, which if anyone's on the journey knows that that is the day that you call the clinic and it's game, set, match. Let's start another round. So uh, I went in, called the clinic, then went in for a blood test and they said, you're good to go. And I went and picked up all my meds. And Suitcase of meds. <laughs> yeah, it's just feel like it's so fun. You just like walk out of a clinic with your little fridge bag. Do you I know how many people I now notice walking with around the with the little fridge bags? I just had to go to Canberra for work with a fridge bag in tow. Like everyone's like, what's that? Like but it's so yeah, but it's so weird because people who are on the journey, no. will, you look yeah. around and like I will look around from day to day and see a person carrying a little fridge bag. I'm like, yes, fertility, yes. Yeah. I was like, yes, I am an ally. <laughs> I am a fertility ally. <laughs> I know, yeah. So we are seeing our new fertility specialist and I'm pretty sure he will have been able to have a look at my records from our previous fertility specialist and he'll be able to see that last time they only I was only able to get five eggs out of me and so this time around they're probably going to have to stimulate me a lot more to get hopefully a few more eggs out of me so the drugs that I was put on um, are actually different to the ones I was on last time the first drug I was on put on is the Puragon it's a Puragon pen which I have nicknamed because no one can say it properly and it is from this point forward called Pigeon. So, so she, we, it she, is the, she's nicked and named all that I can't I, – oh, no one can say these drugs. I'm sorry but no one can say them so it's the Pigeon Needle. So after three days of the Pigeon Pen. The Pigeon Pen, which is – it actually – I looked up what this, this Puragon Pigeon is and it's – it makes basically a nice little nest for your eggs. Okay, well, it makes sense to call it a pigeon then. Clearly. I know, right? It's like they're new. Um, so I did three days of that and that actually, that one didn't hurt too much. Um, and then I got a – and Hayley has very kindly once again stepped up to the plate and she has been the one injecting me because it doesn't actually hurt that much but for some reason I find it really psychologically really difficult to – Stab, stab myself. I mean, I st- I'm kind of glad that that's the case. Yeah. I'd be worried if you got a kick out of stabbing yourself. Yeah. So did that for what, three days or something? Three days. And then I was home at lunchtime. I had a blood test. Um, I think it was day three. And then they called me at lunchtime and you're at work. And mm. they told me that I had to start the next drug, which is called 
Aragolotran. Aragolotran? Aragolotran? That one. It that. basically prevents premature ovulation. So yeah, essentially. It stops my ovulation. And she said to me at that point in time, she's like, you need to take that now. And I was like, wait, but Haley's not here to do it for me. <laughs> she's like, now. So obviously, I don't know, maybe my body was about to like explode and ovulate. Like, what are they called? Like the, the levels or something that you they would have, from the blood test, they obviously could tell that your levels were too high and you yeah. had to, to yeah, stop to the stop ovulation it. stuff happening. So I pulled out this this needle of, what did you nickname this one? Oh, this is the orangutan. Orangutan. <laughs> so we've got pigeon and the orangutan. So the orangutan needle, holy moly, this bad boy is thick. It's like twice as thick as the other one. Oh, and it's, no. it's Come actually off it. Got, it is it not. Is, it's, it's like you can actually see that it's hollow, like you can see into it. I feel it. like it's I, like a cannula. I did not see that. I I know, what you, I know you've said that a few times now. It is like... I this uh, people were gonna be like oh she's so dramatic but I swear including I myself literally am a little bit scarred like I had to take it myself and I really struggled and I I did it but then my mind kept imagining that needle like I just rehashed it all afternoon like it actually really affected me I, really yeah that's yeah. so weird because it's just such did you, a big did you needle. look at it going in or something. Uh, I guess if I was going to stab myself, I wouldn't look at it going I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's still like when I think about it, I visualise the needle and it just makes me feel a bit like queasy. They're pretty gross. Mm. It's Um, a lot. It is a lot. You know what? When I get to that point, I'm not going to cope and I'm definitely going to complain. I'm fully. I'm not a a complainer. I'm fully aware of this. I'm actually really good at not complaining. As much as she gives me a lot of support, there is sometimes when I'm like, I cannot wait for you to go through this. No, because like I've said to you before, I'm not going to need these needles. The the swimmers are going to take one look at my my ovaries and my uterus and go, boom, pregnant. (laughs) Well, I hope for both our sakes that's true because I don't know if I'm going to be able to cope putting have dealing with you and these needles. Absolute angel. I don't know about that. Anyway. Um, so you're on the orangutan and the pigeon pen. Yeah. I don't, and then I had to go, actually had to go to work to Canberra the other day and um, I had to obviously fly there, which was odd in COVID times. So it was like, Yeah, it was like empty. There was no one at the airport. It was the most – it was almost like apo- ap- apocalyptic. That's the word I'm after. I can't pronounce that for some weird reason. My brain just won't let me right now. Yeah, so had You're to go to Canberra. Canberra and I had to carry my little bag of drugs with me. Your little fridge. And then I realised I was going to have to inject myself again on my own, which I just was not coping with. So then I had to announce – well, I obviously was carrying my little travel kit of Got goodies. up on a microphone and announced to people, did you? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, you know me. I am doing fertility. <laughs> Listen here. <laughs> I had – no, I had – I was like – I asked the woman running the the set. I was like, um, "Do you mind if you come and um, give me a me? needle?" <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, I'm terrible with needles." And I'm like, oh, "You're no good to me." So then, luckily, one of the girls that was there, um, the photographer's assistant, she was like, "I'll do it." And she's like, "Oh, this is a big needle." I'm like, "I know." Oh gosh, yeah. that's yeah. It was pretty grim. And the worst thing is it. Gets like once you put them in, it just gets really itchy and stingy. It's not very fun. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's my big vent about the the needles. But um, but I'm actually feeling really 
good. You know what? I feel like the the these hormones, whatever the or these the orangutan and pigeon. Yeah, the, the orangutan and the pigeon. I don't really feel like they upset my emotions that much. Mm. I feel like I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. You've actually been pretty, you've been I feel, great. I feel yeah. like it was whatever was in the, the suppositories that really that is something in there just go makes me go sideways. I so we're what, good for a little bit, but yeah, I think <laughs> we've got the two week window before things turn pear shaped. Great, enjoy it while it lasts, because that is coming back soon. More plants. <laughs> just wait for round oh two. Goodness. Who knows what is going to happen? Yeah, it's going to be. But do you like? Do you think? I mean, the decision to try again, like. Were you comfortable with it? I mean, obviously, we sort of only we always had the pl- these this sort of idea that we were going to try again after a month off. Did you do you feel better for having a month off? Yeah, do you think? I mean, I, I think feel like would- yeah, I feel like I definitely don't know if I would have. I don't know. I don't know how I would have coped going into this back to back, back to back. I just wasn't. And I remember my sister actually, she had to have like months off and I was always like, oh, that's so weird. Wouldn't you just like plow ahead? But it's kind of just, it's very, uh, it's a really emotional um, thing. And physical too. Like you're literally stabbing. I mean, you're poking, you've got to go for blood tests and then you've got the needles that you put in then you've got to go to your ultrasound. I've never had so many things injected into me or stabbed into me in my life in this, during this time. Yeah. Like it's unbelievable, but I mean, look, I, I, you know, I'm not the only one doing it. We're all doing it, and everyone keeps saying, "Think about the end, what what we're going to get." We're I know gonna the get end result. The end result, and it will all be well worth it. I'm just having a little moan because, you know, when you're in the, the grips of it, the fun of it, yeah. But um, end result will be very worth it. Totally. And you, I did you like the um little picture I put in our fridge? It's like, Haley's like, have you seen our fridge? I'm like, no. She has superimposed superimposed a picture of a baby, me holding a baby with us. It's some of our best work. <laughs> we I actually, love it. I it's love so it. good. You should actually just put it above our bed because I never look at the fridge. Looking at the fridge is just something I don't do. You should put it like on the TV or something because that's probably more <laughs> We never turn the TV on. We yeah. just stare at it, stare at us with a child. <laughs> Manifesting. I, I, it is well, that was forward. the whole point is yeah. that I was but like. But you've put you it know, in the wrong spot because I actually don't look at the fridge. I'll put it ever. on the front door, see what our neighbours think. <laughs> I'll actually think we've had a baby. <laughs> they'll think we've lost the plot is what yeah, they'll think. Probably. Oh, dear. So here we are. We are in the midst of a second attempt at IVF. And I think I think we're feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm. I'm all in all, I yeah. think we're feeling pretty good. The month off, the month of happiness was well worth it. Yeah, um, I we, highly recommend doing that. Anyone that is going through this and in a bit of a spot, just really, just, just take a month off and just like really just focus get back on to you. Yeah, focus on doing stuff that really makes you feel good, makes you feel happy. Lose guilt. Lose you know, stress, anxiety, stop worrying about things. Stop worrying about what will and what won't affect you the know, pregnancy. And look, I'll be honest, like I think I may have gained a few kgs over my you little month of – oh, thanks, babe. But it's one of those things I'm like, you know what, it's fine. Like the second this is all over, I will get back to my routine and get back to where I was. But I'm not – normally I would probably panic about it, but I've it, there's like bigger fish to fry right now. 
I feel like this this version at of least Fiona my- is <laughs> like someone who's just had like a, a bit of a spliff, a doobie, and you're just like, yeah, man, whatever. A few kgs. <laughs> it's not going to matter. Well, as, le- as long as I fit into my wedding dress, that is all that matters. Well, you could be like, I don't know, a few months pregnant. So God help your wedding designer. Probably going to have to just wear a sack. I'm going to wear a sheet, bed sheet. A muumuu? Yes. Excellent. I cannot wait. I will have pretty hair though. I found the perfect hair design I'm going to wear pigtails. Sexy. I know. So next episode, we'll be going in for our egg collection. Yes. Let's fingers and toes crossed. We get more than five, but who knows? Jacked up full of hormones. Oh, I will be so jacked up. (laughs) (laughs) And I wonder if I'll be able to go in with you this time. Because last time there was like COVID restrictions when you got your the embryo t- transfer. I wonder no, if I'll be able with to... the egg collection, it's me on my own normally. You didn't. Oh, because you go time. under. under I go under. Yeah. I wonder, do people do people do do that? Not under anesthetic. I don't know how they do that. I don't. I saw know. someone recently. I'm pretty sure Nikki, my, one of my friends, didn't nup stuff that. Right. Put me under. Indeed. Well, everybody, tune in for that episode. Should be fun. Another crazy part of the IVF journey that we're on and hopefully we get a thousand eggs and you know three thousand children but I don't want to get overstimulated so not that many eggs maybe we could be the next octo mum oh do we really want that I'm I don't sure your body think anyone doesn't. really wants that my body definitely doesn't want that eight uh, in me right now that would be fun from no. zero to a hundred classic lesbians oh, really classic Thanks for tuning in, guys. It's been wonderful having you join us for another episode. Uh, Like, subscribe and all the rest of it. Get around us. Uh, And don't forget, we've got a cool Instagram page, whatthevf underscore podcast. So you can check in there. Any questions. Chuck them on some of the posts or comments and things like that. Just um, enjoy. Reach out. Reach out. Enjoy the journey. And um, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Bye.